2: Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
4: Hello and welcome to episode 303 of the Visa Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Got a question for you guys. Anybody know what day it is? What day is it? It's hump day, baby. I got into a fender bender. What am I going to do? Uh, that's Dickie V, Geico. You know me. I'm a big uh, I'm a big Dickie V. I'm a big camel, Geico type guy. But uh, guys, everyone, uh, it's great to be with you on a Wednesday on a hump day. We are halfway through our work week, and we have a huge slate of games today. I was looking at the board. Uh, I think today is, is a bigger day than usual because we have a jam-packed Major League Baseball uh, betting menu today with 15 games across the diamond 12 in the NBA a huge uh, NBA day uh, with a afternoon game uh, believe it or not Bucks and T Wolves and then a little little uh, NHL slate here seven games in the NHL I think the one thing you're, you're digging here with the NHL you'll have another Uh, early game uh, with the, what was it, the Arizona um, Coyotes and Minnesota Wild So huge slate today, guys. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, And we have so much to talk about and so much to get to. So uh, I wanted to start off today's pod by talking about dogs in Major League Baseball because uh, we saw it yesterday. We hit a couple good dogs with the Red Sox, uh, plus 130. I think we nailed that line because um, basically what you saw with that game is the line moved further to Boston after we hit that number because uh, that was a Red Sox opener, you know, plus 135. We talked about the plus 130. It got all the way down to plus 110. So right off the bat, you know, if you're you're diagnosing, this is a great way to kind of, you know, compare yourself to the market and talk about, you know, how you're doing as a better because oftentimes as betters. And I think this is a mistake that uh, maybe a lot of new betters make: is they just look at their win-loss record and their units won. And basically, the easiest thing is to you know put in your bets, wake up the next day, and look at your your account. And did it go up or did it go down? And if your wallet is bigger than yesterday, it was a good day. If it's lower, it was a bad day. But I think you know it's a little more nuanced than that. Obviously, we all want to have winning days, but uh, this betting industry, I tell you what, guys, it ain't easy. It's hard. Uh, that's what makes it challenging. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it rewarding when you're able to uh to cash a bet but i think the important thing here is you know betting your your numbers based off the closing numbers so we always talk about this closing line value clv if you want to be a nerd and you want to impress people talk about clv because closing line value what you do is you compare what number you bet a game at to what the number closed at and the goal is always to bet a game at a better number than what it closed at like for instance you know if you see uh this is gonna be a bad example but if you want to buy a car you buy it for 25000 and it ends up, you know, a bunch of shops. It costs 27000 You got it at a better number. You beat the closing number. And then that's a good sign because uh, in sports betting, you know, luck comes and goes. You can have breaks go your way. You can have breaks completely not go your way. Um, I'm thinking about the Reds late night. Last night I was sweating the Reds 4-0. Uh, they had a great lead there early. They coughed it up. Their bullpen was absolutely disastrous. These guys just walked everyone. Ended up losing the game, but I felt like I got a good number. What I'm getting at here, guys, is that, you know, with that Red Sox game, uh, we nailed that that game not only with a great win, with some plus money in baseball, but if you bet that game plus 130 or even plus 120, it closed at like plus 113, plus 110. That tells you that even if you lost that bet, you made a good bet. Uh, and this is another thing, you know, it always annoys me when people say, you know, the right side is the winning side. No, because... The, the whether a bet is good or bad isn't determined by the outcome, it's determined by, um, you know, how you diagnose the game, the homework you did before, everything beforehand, and then comparing your number to the closing number. So, um, that's important. So, I think it's important again, uh, to, to beat the closing number, and that's what we did with the Red Sox here yesterday. Uh, another great hit with Miami Marlins. The fish, can you believe it? We talked about putting the hazmat suit on with the fish, gambler's fallacy. The Braves are a much better team, the fish stink. Yeah, but the fish uh, had a line move in their favor, and uh, and they did win again. And that's the importance of uh, looking at each game individually, not falling into that gambler's fallacy where, you know, it lands on red at the roulette table five times in a row. That means you got to bet black the sixth time, right? It's due. It has to happen. The Braves got to win that game. Nope. Each spin is individual. Each game is individual. So what I want to get at, aside from hitting on a couple dogs we yesterday, is what do we look for when we're betting a dog? Because, you know, yesterday dogs went 10-7. and seven. Uh, And this is crazy because, you know, when you're betting dogs, the beauty of baseball is you can win at a sub-50% clip but still turn a profit because you're getting plus money. So, uh, you know, the key when we're betting, you know, spread sports, over-under sports, football, basketball, we're laying minus 110 juice. That's the goal. Sometimes you lay a little bit more. You try not to. But if you're laying minus 115, minus 120, that means basically, and you hear me say this all the time, but the magic number in spread sports is 52.38%. That means you got to win 52.38% of your bets if you bet all minus 110 juice in order to break even. So anything you know, 52.39, 52.4, 53 or higher means you're winning sports better. Now the beauty of baseball, uh, and I think I'm you know again I'm very proud that we uh, we got the grinders every day in uh, on the diamond, you know, in baseball because uh, it ain't for the faint of heart when you're betting baseball every day. We're a special breed because. I think the the volume, the length of the season, it's so long with so many games. You know, you gotta have thick skin to bet baseball, and that's what we do every single day, which I'm proud of. Um, but you know, I think the point here is baseball. You can win at a 47% clip. You know, 48, 46%. Uh, but if you're leaning on mostly dogs, you can actually come out with a winning record here. Now, the opposite is true with hockey. Like hockey, you know, three and two last night. Got the Rangers. Got Washington. Got Florida. Florida Panthers were huge in overtime. Uh, and I knew, I knew my, uh, my Calgary over five and a half. Uh, and I was talking to my guy, Devin Joseph. I don't know how that thing didn't go over, but I was reminded why I don't bet totals in hockey. But what I'm getting at here is when you're betting hockey, you know, we lean, lean on a lot of favorites. A lot of our systems do well with favorites. Uh, it's kind of the opposite in baseball, even though they're both money line sports, uh, dogs have, have, you know, quite a bit of value in baseball. I think it has something to do with, you know, so many games, the variants, you know, hockey, it's a little more tailored toward these favorites. Uh, If you look at historically in hockey, I think it's like 60% favorites win. Uh, Majority of their bets around the last decade in baseball, it's like 57%. So that 3% difference can be, uh, you know, obviously make make a huge, huge world of difference here. But in hockey, you know, we go three and two with favorites. We might break even or even be down a half unit, you know, because you're betting to risk, not betting to win, which is always key in any money line play, Uh, but also talking about what you're risking and what your payout's going to be. Now baseball, it's the opposite. You know, we could go two and three, but if we're hitting some dogs like the Red Sox in Miami yesterday, we're actually turning a profit because we're getting these plus money payouts. So, what I want to talk about today, guys, is just give you an update. You know, forty foot, or what do they say, forty thousand foot view uh, when you're in an airplane uh, looking down and trying to see, you know, the forest amongst the trees. Uh, I'm gonna give you an update on dogs and then specific dog betting systems and situations that uh, you can layer on to make dogs even more profitable. So. Uh, number one, it's been a great dog year. If you've been betting these dogs in baseball, which I think we've done a pretty good job of highlighting, uh, there's and this is just, this completely illustrates everything that we're talking about. So dogs in Major League Baseball, they're 74 and 85. Um, you're down 11 11 uh, games below 500. But guess what? You know, 47 percent win rate. You're up 14 units. So if you bet every dog this year, hundred dollar guy betting each game, you're up 1,400 dollars. That just illustrates a sub-50% clip, but with the plus money, you're in the green. Now, let's try to layer on things that make dogs even better. You know, divisional dogs, uh, 45 and 54, 46%, you're up 7 units. Dogs off a win, 28 and 34, you're up around only around 2 units here. Uh, but dogs with a line move in their favor, 30 and 35, 46%, plus 5 units. My whole point is that you're having this below 500 record, but you're positive. Your positive ROI. Uh, return on investment in positive units one because of these plus-20 payouts. But here's where it gets interesting, guys. Um, road dogs. Road dogs are are even better. And I think the importance there is, you know, when you're betting baseball, uh, it may not be as heavily bet as football or the NBA, but in baseball you have a big, big preference uh, with the public. And, again, you know, we talked about on uh, yesterday's pod and on Monday, you know, Arizona just legalized. And I actually saw a really cool tweet that and get Scottsdale at TPC. Um, PGA, they inked a deal uh, where they're going to set up a sports book, which is awesome. You're going to walk up to the window, kind of like when I go to uh, Saratoga in New York with my buddies in the summer, uh, and we sweat on horses and walk up to the window. Um, But with more states legalizing, Maryland, I did see, what's funny is I tweeted out all these, uh, you know, Arizona and Maryland saying congrats for legalizing betting, and a couple people were like, it'll never happen in Florida. And I have seen some inkling here. Uh, DeSantis, the governor, he's talking to the state legislature, and I know Florida Kind of behind the eight ball, but it sounds like they're trying to get it done. And the other thing is Connecticut, a state that neighbors uh, Massachusetts, my state. I have some relatives. My grandmother, my aunt and uncle are in Connecticut. Um, you know, they're talking about legalizing. So when you're getting more and more legal betting uh, and more people interested in betting for the first time, they're going to bet favorites. They're going to they're going to bet home teams. So that's why when you're talking about baseball and dogs, um, you know, especially with we are getting fans in the stands, but kind of limited still. Uh, I don't think the home field advantage is is, as pronounced, you know, you walk into Fenway park with, you know, 35,000 screaming Sox fans that might provide a little bit of an edge to that home team. You know, again, the odds makers kind of take that into account. They might shade that number. It's a little bit muted, but now you walk into Fenway, there's 2000 people, you know, so it's a little bit less. So these road dogs with this preference with the betting public toward home teams and favorites road dogs are 47 and 52, 48%, up around 12 units. So that's been a good spot. Uh, But here's where I think we really got to focus our attention. Um, Dogs, looking at kind of short dogs and what I call a sweet spot dog. So if you look at dogs plus 130 or less, um, they are 35 and 26, 57% plus 13 units. Uh, Dogs 140 or less, they are 43 and 34, 56% plus 16 units. So a lot of the value with these dogs are, you know, you draw a line in the sand around plus 140. Um, you know, so we're looking at anything plus one oh five, plus one ten, plus one twenty, plus one thirty, plus one forty. It kind of makes sense. You know, if you're that shorter end dog, um, you know, obviously the odds makers are saying it's a little bit closer of a game, so maybe uh, you know, greater opportunity. Like, you know, if you're a seven if you're a, a three-point dog in the NFL, you know, decent shot you win outright. If you're a 20-point dog in the NFL, it's probably unlikely. So same sort of thing with baseball. So um obviously the other things we like to layer on and when I'm betting dogs, so I think the moral of the story here is. Yeah, guys, dogs are doing great. They're 47%, 74 and 85 plus 14 units. But I don't think you can get into the habit of betting every single dog every single day. They're off to a great start. I think there will be some regression uh, as we get deeper into the season. But what I want to do is think of yourself as a lawyer. You know, I love the show Better Call Saul. Obviously, I was a Breaking Bad fan. I love slipping Jimmy, uh, Jimmy McGill. But Better Call Saul, you want to, of course, you don't want to, you know, uh, cut corners and do illegal things. But. Um, but you want to try to think of yourself as a lawyer building a case to bet a dog. So we know that dogs are doing well right now, but what can we do to layer on some added filters to make our dogs even more profitable? So we talked about it divisional dogs, dog off a win, dogs with line moves in their favor, short dogs plus 140, plus 130 or less. But also looking at these high totals. This is also critical. You know when you're looking at high totals, you see, I talk about it all the time, but you know it used to be back in the day a high total was eight and a half. Um, kind of like in football, a high total was like a 47 in the NFL. But now it's different. You know, high totals are more like at least 9 or higher. You know, football, it's like NFL 50 or higher with a total. So let's try to get a high total. You know, 8.5 at least, but really 9, nine and a half, ten. That's what we're looking at. Um, and, again, big steam. You see a line move toward a dog 10 cents or more. That's also been profitable this year. Saw it happen with the Red Sox in Miami yesterday. So all I'm getting at here, guys, is – You know, it's the Wild West right now with dogs. They're crushing it in baseball. But I think we're going to have some regression. And I think in order to protect ourselves a little bit from this regression is we want to build on these dogs and not take them blindly, but layer on as many, you know, filters and check off as many boxes as we can uh, to try to really isolate the best dogs of the day. So divisional dogs, dogs off a win, dogs with line moves, dogs with high totals, short dogs, 130, 140 or less. Those are the things that I think we want to focus on as we move forward and progress uh, betting uh, baseball every single day. So, again, I just wanted to address that um, because I think you you look at dogs 10 and 7 yesterday. I think the easiest thing to do with a lot of people and kind of you fall into this recency bias trap of saying, "Okay, I'm going to bet every single dog today. But what if what if favorites go, you know, 10 and 2? Basically, what I'm getting at is don't blindly follow something that's working identify an edge identify a profitable trend that you believe uh has some you know staying power but layer on these filters and don't be afraid to lay off if you don't see any additional filters uh, that could provide value so again update with dogs are doing great but let's try to focus on these other factors um like perfect example with the red sox yesterday and the atlanta braves and uh in the marlins game with the fish coming up bigly so i uh, just wanted to mention that as we uh, as we start our pod today well that being said Let's get after it. Reminder, housekeeping, as always, I'll make it quick. Sign up for the VEASAN newsletter, VEASAN.com newsletter. Deliver to your inbox every single morning. You'll get promos for legal sportsbooks, a rundown of all the VEASAN shows that day. You'll get uh, Dave Tooley's ATS reports. You'll get my Market Insights column. If you want to take the next step to becoming a sharper better, sign up for a VEASAN membership, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We have a 10-day free trial uh, with that you'll get every pointshood weekly magazine new one came out today focusing on the NFL draft and don't worry guys I got a, I've already made quite a few NFL draft prop bets I'm just uh, I'm like a, I'm like a very happy father seeing my kid kid go to college because I bet uh, I bet Zach Wilson um, second QB selected minus 175 and I think he's like minus minus 1500 uh, but I'll update you on all those draft props the new, new points weekly has a lot of those Uh, From everyone at VEASAN, the ones they like, I think there's a lot of value betting the NFL draft. Um, And you also get 20% off the VEASAN store. Uh, Be able to watch all the VEASAN programs every single day. Your own TiVo button to watch all your shows. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us on uh, Betting Cross America yesterday. Me and my guy Mike Pritch. I'm back at it today, 3 to 5, so can't wait for that. Uh, You'll also get um, the afternoon best bet email. Letting you know all the picks from the guests and the hosts at VSIN who have actually bet these games themselves. Uh, and you will also get um, all of our betting guides, which are very, uh, you know, every, every new sport that comes out, we got a new betting guide with uh, tips, uh, futures bets, props, everything, everything you're looking for there. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe, 10-day free trial. If you like it, go go uh, monthly or you can get a year and save a lot of money. And, of course, get on Twitter. Twitter is where right now it's critical uh, to be on Twitter to look, to look at when baseball lineups come out, If starting pitchers get scratched, again, I wrote about uh, action versus listed pitcher. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, I had some great feedback, a lot of people who didn't even know that existed. So uh, it's good to know that you guys are now uh, adding that to your toolbox to protect yourself from uh, some pitchers getting scratched and screwing up all your hard work, handicapping a game. Um, But follow at Live and make sure you follow uh, me at Josh underscore insights. That's I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S. And you can also hit me up anytime via email. Uh, shoot me an email, josh at vsyn.com. So let's dive right into the MLB slate for today. Uh, talking about a couple games that have uh, that have uh, caught our attention here. So number one, I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm going back to the well with my Boston Red Sox. Red Sox have now won seven in a row. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, they are in another sharp spot in the game one of a doubleheader, Avaldi and Kenta Maeda. Um, Sox are checking a lot of boxes that we look at. This is a doubleheader. Uh, so, again, only seven innings here. But I took a shot on the Sox in game one. What I like about this one, guys, uh, a lot of these books opened around, I would say, minus 150, Twins, in the first game. Uh, you've seen this line drip, or I was going to say dip or drop, and then drip came out. That's kind of funny. Uh, but I've seen this line dip or drop or drip, uh, Twins minus 150 down to minus 140. Um, so you've seen this line fall toward Boston. This is what we're talking about when we're betting dogs. You have a couple boxes checked off with of the Red Sox. Dog off a win, 45% this year, but about a 5% ROI. Dog with a line move in their favor, 47%, um, 8% ROI. Sweet spot, 1 plus 140 or less. This would be a 56%, 20% ROI. So a lot of boxes getting checked off with my Red Sox who are hitting the ball. Uh, great. Uh, I think they're, I don't know if they're top 1, 2, or 3 in batting average. They might be 1 in OPS. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but we're gonna hope that the Sox keep it going here, playing with some momentum. Uh, so I took some more plus money on a early Red Sox um, uh, dog opportunity here. Keep on cruising. Uh, I'm looking at the San Francisco Giants, uh, looking at the G-men here. Uh, they uh, they upset me yesterday, where uh, you know again it got down on Cincy and uh, and San Francisco came back and won that game. But I'm looking at buying low on San Fran today. It's a 3:45 game. Uh, this is the um, what is it the uh, the rubber match here. You have both teams who won uh, each game so far. What I like about this one is it opened up kind of as a short favorite with the Reds. You know, some of these shops are around minus 115, minus 114, minus 110 to Cincinnati. Public is all over Cincinnati, yet this line is moving towards San Francisco. So San Fran has gone from, you know, around plus 105 to around even money. Some shops even hop the fence, and they're kind of like a minus 102, minus 105 for San Francisco. So you have a little bit of line movement towards San Fran. They're a little bit contrarian. And I actually like the pitching matchup here. Uh, So you're looking at uh, Johnny Cueto, um, who's uh, pitching the ball great, going up against Tyler Maley. Uh, And this would also match as a sweet spot dog, a dog off a win, and a uh, home dog opportunity with some line movement. So looking at San Fran here. Uh, Keep on cruising. I got a hazmat play for you. I got a disgusting one, the Baltimore Orioles. I know it's terrible. I know they stink. They split the doubleheader yesterday. Um, and I got a lot of questions about doubleheaders yesterday. You did see what we talked about. Um, number one is, let me see. Uh, I want to talk about what that Mets game, the Mets swept. So um, you win, there's more sweeps than splits. So you lean on some sweeps here. If you won the first game, you like the second one. Not every time though. Ideally, the sweet spot is you won the first game and you're favored in the second game. That's a big one there um, that, that is um, uh, you know kind of what you look for. So layering on with these doubleheaders favorites. Um, and again, you know, you look into how these odds makers set the numbers, they're going to take into account bullpen usage, uh, you know, guys resting in game two, all that stuff can be very important. Um, and you did see the Mets sweep yesterday, but the Orioles, they split, but I like the Orioles in this spot only because it looks so gross. It makes me love it. Uh, my guy, uh, my guy, Will Hill would say it's so gross. I want Josh Applebaum wants to buy this, this, uh, the Orioles a drink here at the bar. Uh, but I like Baltimore. Everyone's betting Seattle. Yet Baltimore is starting Matt Harvey, and Baltimore opened as like a short minus 115 home favorite. They're up to minus 120, so lines moving to Baltimore. Even though public's on Seattle, and it, and we always think of Matt Harvey as being terrible. Um, that one just stinks to me. I'm looking at uh, looking at Baltimore laying it there with a fade the trendy dog sharp reverse line move um, at home. Keep on cruising, Philly and the Mets. This is a uh, we're gonna have to sound new do a new one. Sound the alarm for gambler's fallacy. Uh gambler's fallacy says New York Mets won both games yesterday. Philly has their ace on the mound, Zach Wheeler, and Philly's got to win, right? they got to bounce back and win this game. I'm going back to the well with the New York Mets here, guys. The Mets are a big public play with Zach Wheeler on the mound, uh, and yet the Mets opened around minus 125, road favorite, uh, and they are down to minus 120, minus 115. This line is dropping uh, toward the Mets, even though a big majority of bets are on Philly here. I'm going back to all of the Mets. Um, again, why did Wheeler only open up as a minus-125 favorite if he's the much quote-unquote much better pitcher than David Peterson, the, the big lefty? Um, that stinks, and yet line is moving toward Mets, even though public's on Philly. So we talk about dogs. This would be another dog where you're layering on things you like. Uh, doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win, but sweet spot dog, 140 or less, 56%. Dog with a line move, 46%, but a 7% ROI. Dog off a win, divisional dog, divisional dog high total. I guess, no, that's not a high total. The total is eight here. Um, But if we layer on all those things we talk about, that's what makes me um, interested in the Mets in this one. So I'm going to go back to uh, with the Mets. Uh, And then here's another one. This one, I I worry that the line is too high. It's giving me heartburn already. But guys, pros really love the Atlanta Braves here. Um, It's a huge number, which you're scared about. It's a divisional game. If you want to lay off, I totally get it. But i got to mention, pros are hitting Atlanta, and they are not letting up. They're, they put their foot on the gas with the Braves, and they're just pushing it down uh, down to the dirt here. So this line opened minus 190 Atlanta at home with uh, Charlie Morton on the mound, who I think was a good veteran pickup there, uh, adding to the Braves, who've got a good young staff. But you add a guy like that, I think you like it even more. Um, but what you like about this one is just massive steam toward the Braves. They open minus 190. They're all the way up to minus 230. I see a book at minus 240. If you want to lay off, I totally get it. Um, but I do like this spot for Atlanta. I bet them a little bit earlier. I got a minus 210. Um, but based on that movement, um, I'd wait it out because it's so high. Maybe naturally it comes back down a little bit. Just getting a little little biting on a uh, you know a divisional dog like that with Miami, which does scare me. Uh, but maybe it's it's two minus 230 now. Maybe by 7 o'clock, it's a 7.20 game, gets down to, I don't know, minus 2.20. Once you see a line move that much, sometimes it's it's kind of smart to wait because you missed it already. It may naturally come back down. But just wanted to mention Atlanta is getting steamed bigly. Um, looking at the Cleveland and Chai Sox matchup here, Plesak against Rodon, I got a, a play on the total here. I'm looking at the under 7.5. So you have public all over uh, this over because it's so low and you'll always see like these seven and a half, the public will hammer the over saying, how can they not score four runs each? Um, but what I like about this one uh, is you have pretty much all liability to the under. I look across the board, the total open seven and a half. Every book is seven and a half under minus minus one twenty. Um, So it tells me liability is to the under here. And what you like about this one, guys divisional unders have done well. Um, they're 55%, 53 and 44 overall. And the other thing you like is I don't want to jinx it, but knock on wood, the Cleveland Indians have been great to the under. This is now a couple years going here. They pitch great and they do not score at all. Um, I was a little bit annoyed because I uh, I like I was leaning on the White Sox last night when they lost two uh, nothing. It was actually an incredible game. Uh, if you watch those two pitchers, go ahead and G. Alito and the Beebs here. Um, but Cleveland is now eight and two to the under, and the White Sox are seven and four to the under. And Dan Polisac or Dan Plesak, that's his dad. Well, I'm getting old. Zach Plesak, uh his kid. One and one, 1.38 ERA. Rodon, 0.00 ERA. One and oh. So I'm gonna root for another low-scoring game. If we can get another four-three game and cash by the hook, uh, that'll be nice. But I am looking at that Cleveland White Sox under seven and a half in a division game. Uh, that one really caught my eye. Uh, with that being said, uh, we just flew through the first half of the board, um, and, uh, and and we're gonna keep grinding, guys. We ain't done yet. So we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk NBA. We're gonna talk NHL. Uh, but a big, big day, and I have a word of caution for the uh, for the NBA, and I think you know what it is. It has something to do with injuries. But don't go anywhere as we finish up strong, second half of the pod, uh, sitting around the virtual bar, sweating sharp contrarian plays every day, uh, or at least Monday to Friday, because Saturday, Sunday, I'm on the Lombardi line. Uh, but don't go anywhere, guys. Uh, keep that notepad out, but, uh, but come right back. We're going to be uh, running the board with NBA and NHL on a Wednesday edition of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host,
5: Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: All right, everyone, we are back at it. So after uh, after recapping yesterday, talking about dogs, talking about MLB uh, games for today and what we can do to isolate not only dogs that are profitable right now, but add more filters in what we look for, reminder, you know, line movement, divisional dogs, dogs off a win, dogs high total, sweet spot dogs, um, you know, 140 or less, all, all important things to keep in mind when you're betting baseball. Uh, but guess what? We're back in it. We're going to talk some NBA uh, and we are going to talk uh, NHL right after that. But I would say, nice that yesterday with the Clippers. Uh, I want to issue an apology to my girl uh, Maureen Chase. Sadly, we had been on a, a really hot streak with these low total overs, uh, and we uh, we I, th- I feel like we got screwed right with that Lakers over two oh eight because I saw Terry Rozier was ruled out, and that's uh, that's where I'm I'm talking about uh, that's what I'm talking about betting the NBA right now. Now number one is kind of the first losing day in NBA one and two couldn't get the Miami over either. I did dabble with the Celtics over late, which actually looked insanely good after the first quarter and actually became a, a huge sweat. I needed a three from Jason Tatum to hit that thing late. Um, but the key here, and we couldn't get that Lakers over, the Lakers are just pathetic, even though they won the game. It's just, uh, like, zero offense there. Um, but this is what I'm talking about, betting the NBA. So here's where I'm getting on my soapbox. You've heard my guy Michael Lombardi talk about it a lot. But the NBA – you cannot, and I'm, I made a mistake yesterday, you cannot bet these games too early in the day because a thing could look beautiful to you, and it, it kind of stinks. You do all your homework, you diagnose a great play, and then Terry Rozier's out and kills your over. Like, I agree with Michael Lombardi. Something's got to be done about this. Um, I think, you know, casual fans may not care at all. Obviously, if you got tickets to a game and you're, you're looking to see a star player play and then he's out, you're annoyed. But something about these injuries, man. Can we get, die? you know, can we require? This is my plea to Adam Silver, who I actually really like. Adam Silver, again, I'll always remember he was one of the first commissioners to come out for legalized sports betting. I think 2014, he had that op-ed in the New York Times calling for legalized sports betting before, way before Passport or any other. You know, all, every other league was scared to, you know, embrace legalized betting, but Silver saw the writing on the wall and really positioned the NBA in a great spot uh, to take advantage. You know, both uh, in terms of more people betting on games, watching the NBA. Um, but also just, you know, revenue, obviously. But the funny thing was, you know, I, I, it's so ironic, uh, but, you know, I was watching that Celtics game last night, which uh, the overhit for me, which was nice, uh, and I wanted to take the Celts. I laid off, unfortunately. But uh, I'm watching this game, and they have, like, DraftKings FanDuel, um, basically uh, promos, like, on the court, uh, you know, everywhere. So it just kind of tells you we're in a, a, the golden age of betting, if you didn't know, obviously. But uh, anyway, what I'm getting at here is NBA guys, wait as long as you possibly can before you bet these NBA games. Do your homework, wake up, look at numbers, have your notepad, write down a few games that catch your eye. But I would not bet them early in the day. Do not bet them at noon. Do not bet them at 2 p.m. I wouldn't even bet them at 5 p.m. I'm waiting late to make sure that we are uh, that, that the people we expect to be in are in or out. or set. And here's another thing. When you're writing down games you're looking for, write down big-name players that are questionable. Um, and then, you know, set up a tweet deck track these guys, see if they're in or out. That's all very, very important here, guys. Um, but the point is, with all these guys' load management, guys being out late, unexpected scratches, the beauty of hockey, my, my hockey players, they never miss a game. NBA, you know, Kyrie's missing it for his birthday party. So, uh, again, wait, 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 wait when it comes to NBA. So that being said, a couple lines to monitor to keep an eye out for. Um, number one, it's an early game. Um in uh, in Minnesota with the Bucks and the Timberwolves, you have a ton of guys questionable, Giannis is questionable, Carl anthony Towns is questionable, PJ Tucker questionable. He's I think he's been out for a while, but uh, I'm looking at hitting this under if these guys are out. So you can walk a tightrope here, but a lot of these totals with these with this Bucks T-Wolves game, you know, opened 237, pretty high total. It stayed 237 or gotten down to 236 and a half. So I actually uh, walked the tightrope here yesterday with the Nets T-Wolves and at that under uh, once a lot of these guys were rolled out, and it was a bit of a sweat, but I got it. Um, if you see these guys out and you see this thing start to dip, uh, I would jump on the under 237, 236.5. So that is a, uh, a you know an injury monitor type game to keep an eye out for. Uh, keep on cruising. The Nets and the Sixers, uh, once again, ridiculous injury report here. I-, I couldn't believe it almost when I saw this Nets injury report. Kevin Durant, questionable for rest. Aldridge, questionable illness. Kyrie, questionable, personal reasons. Uh, Blake Griffin, questionable. James Harden, injured. Tyler Johnson, Dinwiddie, injured. Chioza, question. I mean, literally, like who's going to play for the Nets here? So my angle for this one is if you see these guys out, I'm going to take the under. Uh, The Sixers have actually been really good to the under recently. We do know the Nets are a big over team, 32 and 22. Uh, But I think the Sixers have cashed five straight unders. Um, They play good defense, and they've been winning some good games for us. So uh, I'm going to look at that under, especially if these guys are out. Uh, keep on cruising. Another one that caught my eye was um, the Rockets and the Pacers over. Um, I want our bi- the big man, uh, Miles Turner, to, to be out because when he's out, uh, you know it kind of opens up the paint here. Uh, but I like the over in this game. And I tell you what, I'm intrigued by Rockets getting points. I watched them the other night against the, um, the Golden State Warriors. I know they stink, but I kind of like kind of the group they have and they're just young and athletic and compete and don't give up. And if you got if you are getting points as a dog are you taking the over, that's a good thing. So I did lean a little bit rockets. They went from plus five to plus four and a half at home against the pacers. What I really like is this over here. Uh the, the total open 232. It's now up to uh 233 and a half. And what you've seen here uh is a lot of pace stuff to the over and a lot of over money coming in. So you look at uh, pacers 32 and 21 to the over Again, Houston is an under team, 30-23, and 23, but not recently. Uh, Houston is now 4-1 to the over their last five games. Uh, Pacers are 3-1 to the over. Look at a lot of these box scores. You know, it's 126-120, 132-125, one, 120, you know, 125-118. One, uh, a lot of these high-scoring games. So I think we might get a shootout here. I did like uh, the pace here with this over, especially if Turner is out. And I also like that it's kind of a close spread. When you have a, uh, a close spread, 5 or less, and the then total rises, the over 65% this year, 26 and 14. Uh, if the total a non-conference over, 230 or more, the over is 47 and 35, 57%. Tired over, they've only had one day off uh, or back-to-back, 69 and 53 to the over, 59%, uh, 57%, sorry. So a lot of matches there with that over. I'll be rooting for points. And I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that Miles Turner is out there. Uh, and now... To end the night uh, in the NBA, a couple money line plays. Because we've been doing pretty well with our money line plays recently. And the Clippers were another example yesterday. But uh, two money line plays. First one, Dallas Mavericks. I love this spot where you're a and, again, I've been hitting this. It's been doing pretty good for us. A short road favorite that becomes more of a favorite. So, uh, for example, um, the first one here, the Mavericks. Uh, Mavericks, public money is all over the Grizzlies here. Kind of look at the way these teams are trending. Grizzlies are at home, getting points. They're coming off a win. Dallas has lost three of four, but yet Dallas opened as a one and a half point favorite on the road. They're up to minus two. I see some some shops are even up to two and a half. So this would match a system that I like. uh, My short favorite with a move, and uh, I have this in parentheses. Prefer road team, even better. But short road fave with a move, or short favorite with a move, seventy and fifty ATS, fifty eight percent. Cash with the Clips last night. Same exact spot here for the Maps. So I'm going to go Doncic. And I'm going money line, money line minus one. I got minus one thirty. What's it at now? Uh, some of these books at two and a half. It's a little bit more. I think it's minus one forty at this point. Uh, but keep an eye on the maps. Good money line play in my opinion. Uh, second one, the Wiz. I'm going Wiz money line. Uh, Wizards open minus one and a half on the road. Same exact spot. They're up to two. Uh, and I like that the Kings are going to be down. Um, Rashawn Holmes, which could be a you know an important um, injury here. Uh, Buddy Heal is also questionable. He may not play. I've seen a lot of money hit the Wizards. You know, it's tough to money line a team on the road uh, as a favorite when they have a 20 and 33 record. Um, but the Wizards have won three or four. Kings are in a bad spot. They've lost a ton of games. Hopefully I don't rile them up and give them bulletin board material there. But that's another money line play for me with the Wiz. So looking at the Wiz here on the money line, shop around their minus two. Again, I go money line here in these short spots because I don't want to win by one and uh, lose because I laid a 2, but you can get then minus 130. So Wizards and Mavs, the two money line spots uh, that have some value here for tonight. Uh, flip it over to the NHL. Uh, I told you I had an early game for you in the NHL. Uh, we have the Arizona um, uh, Coyotes and the Minnesota Wild. This is a 2 o'clock game, so get this thing in early if you want to bet it. I'm laying the wood with Minnesota here. Uh, Minnesota uh, checks off a lot of boxes for me. They open minus 190. Uh, They've been steamed up to around minus 200. So, again, better is not bet to win. You're risking one unit, trying to get about a half unit back. But big big faves, minus 200 or more, 75% this year. Uh, Faves with a line move, 10 cents or more, 64%. I also like that uh, both teams off a loss take the favorite, 70%. And I also like this one here where um, you have a good rested spot. The Wild haven't played since the 10th. They've been off for, what, four days? Um, They last played Saturday. Arizona played the 11th and the 12th, so they played Sunday, Monday. You have a rested wild team at home, off two losses. Uh, Coyotes have lost four straight, um, but they're uh, they've been playing more games recently. So, a rested spot, um, line move spot. I'm going Minnesota at home, laying a minus 200. Keep on cruising. Um, I got burned the other night when Winnipeg beat, uh, or sorry, when Ottawa upset Winnipeg, and uh, and took a took a W from me in that one. Going back to the well. Going back to Winnipeg here at Ottawa. Uh, Winnipeg opened as a minus 170 favorite. Uh, Some shops are now up to minus 175, creeping in on minus 180. I know it's a minus number, but again, hockey leaning on these faves that have done well. Road fave with a line move, 62%. Fave minus 150 or more with a high total of six or higher, 70%. Uh, Both played two days ago. Favorites off a loss, 64%. Uh, A lot of these system matches would be a bounce back spot for me with Winnipeg and the cherry on top. I don't want to jinx him. Now he'll, get, now he'll pitch a shutout, hopefully not, but Matt Murray. Matt Murray is in goal for Ottawa. The guy's got like 4, 3.84 goals against, so I think that might be an advantage for Winnipeg. Uh, keep on cruising. Another one caught my eye is Montreal. Uh, the Canadians at home. They open around minus 150. They're up to minus 160, and I think this might be a tough spot for Calgary because uh, they played last night. Now it's the second leg of a back-to-back. Uh, Montreal's rested. They last played two days ago where Calgary – is uh, on a back-to-back and um, now has to travel. But I have some system matches. Montreal home fade minus 150 or more. 129.56, 70%. Uh, rest advantage. Uh, rest versus tired. Uh, 63% system for me. So I'm gonna go Habs there. See if we can take advantage of maybe a, a Calgary team that's a little bit tired. Uh, and then the last one of the night. V.G.K. Anyone want to meet me at uh, at circa at the um, trying to get a cabana. And, uh, and sweat VGK here tonight. I'm looking at VGK, uh, some good steam. They open minus 190. They're up to minus 200. This would match to me uh, for me against the Kings here. Fave of the line move 10 cents or more. 107 and 59, 64%. Big fave minus 200 or more, 75%. And a rested fave, 61%. And a fave versus a tired team, 67%. All those matches on VGK. So I'm laying it with VGK. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. Finally, that I should have been doing a long time ago, I'll just mention this. It's not a play for me, which means it's going to win. But Anaheim, San Jose, I now have a new rule, at least for this weird year with these weird divisions in the NHL, when two Cali teams, California teams, go head-to-head. This guy right here, who has two thumbs and is going to lay off, two Cali teams going head-to-head. This guy, Uh, Anaheim, San Jose. San Jose opened minus 160, up to minus 170. I'm, I'm intrigued by San Jose. They do match quite a few systems for me. But uh, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. The other night, San Jose was sharp as attack. Anaheim won straight up. Um, so you know what's going to happen. I'm going to lay off San Jose because I bet I got PTSD when these two two Cali teams play. And guess what? San Jose is going to win. So just mark that down. It's like death taxes and you lay off a game and it wins. Uh, but that's okay with me. I like the other plays on the board, um, and I, uh, I'm not going to do it again. I will not do it again. But then this game's 10:30, 10:20 rolls around. San Jose gets steamed up even higher. It's going to be uh, gonna have to use a, a lot of discipline there. But anyway, guys, there you have it on a Wednesday a hump day, baby. Um, big, big day. Uh, big MLB day. NBA, remember, these injuries are critical. Keep an eye out for all these questionable players. Uh, but I do like those money lines, Dallas and Washington. And then NHL, let's see if we can keep it going here with uh, three, uh, four faves. We can get three of those. That would be a, a decent night here, guys. Um, but keep on grinding. Keep on cruising. I uh, just want to mention if you are enjoying the Market Insights podcast, if uh, maybe a tip about betting trust not bet to win or flat betting or, act, or uh, listed pitcher and always bet listed pitcher MLB not action, um, maybe it's sa- already saved you a loss, um, whatever it may be. If you want to let me know you appreciate the pod and the hard work I put in grinding every day and the tips I give out and the systems I talk about, uh, and you want to make me very happy, but more importantly, you want to learn more. Because uh, there's always more to learn in sports betting. You're never done learning. I, you know, There, there are things I, I still pick up on all the time, which is really, really, really uh, critical here. Uh, but if you want to make me happy and learn more, uh, or you have a friend in a newly legalized state, um, or, or uh, your Uncle John in Arizona who's about to get legal sports betting, if you want to do me one favor and make me happy, pick up a copy of my book. Go to, go to uh, Amazon.com, type in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting, Grab a copy for you or for a friend. It would really, really mean a lot to me, guys. It's my Bible. It's my baby. Uh, a couple years ago, I spent a full summer living in Gloucester on the North Shore of Boston, uh, spending an entire summer never going out, becoming a hermit, writing a book. I felt like Ernest Hemingway. Uh, but it's got everything I've learned working in the industry here for going on 11, 12 years now at this point. I started when I was what 22, I'm now 33. So yeah, we're uh, we're started from the bottom. Now we're here, I guess. Uh, but anyway, guys, um, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, uh, the Brook in New Hampshire, Stadium Swim with the uh, the Night's Watch Party tonight, or the good old South Point where the true grinders get down, where the lowest juice possible is found, uh, where Billy Walters, the GOAT, sends his number on wherever it may be, uh, you're going to walk up to me. You're going to show me a Boston Red Sox plus 130. You're going to show me a, uh, a Fish plus 147. You're going to show me a Clippers money line. You're going to show me a Florida Panthers, an OT, getting it done for the team. Our guy Frank Vitrano, former Bruins uh, Bruins prospect. Uh, but flash me one of those winners, guys. Uh, whatever you do, do not show me uh, Maureen Chase, a Lakers um, Hornets over. I'm still upset about that one. Uh, but keep on grinding, guys. Um, flash me one of those winners. First, one, first beer's on me, next one's on you. And then we're going to uh, post up, get some food grab a couple lazy boy chairs in front of the book and sweat sharp contrarian plays tonight. So stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house. Always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? No, there's no such thing as a locker or a guarantee, but we're playing the long game and over the long haul, when you're with the house against the public and with the sharps and beating the closing number, that's how you're going to win uh, long-term betting on sports. Um, but have a great day, everyone, and remember, uh, I'll be coasting Betting Across America 3 to 5 today, Eastern, with my guy Mike Pritchard. Tune in. Uh, we have some great guests, and we're going to continue to grind like we always do, and I'll update you on some of these line moves. But uh, good luck, everyone, and, uh, and I'll see you at the window. Have a great, profitable, safe, healthy, healthy, <laughs> happy, healthy, healthy. I made up two words today, drippy and healthy. Uh, but have a great day, guys. Good luck, and I will see you at the window. Uh, have a great, great, great Wednesday.
1: or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: There's plenty
2: to celebrate in March and...